Welcome to the 411 Podcast. I am your hairdresser and host, Nicole. Everyone knows the salon as a little therapy session. Hairdressers know all your dirty secrets. What happens in the salon usually stays in the salon. Well, until now, that is. Each week, I will be joined by a different client who will co-host with me and we will spill all the juicy gloss. From relationships to self-love, we are going to teach you how to treat you right. So get cosy, grab a cuppa or a Cosmo and cheeseburger and learn to love yourself. Another week, and my guest today is Emma Brewster. You've met her before, um, and we're here for the Call Center Chronicles. Hello, hello, very excited to do this. I know, I'm very excited to do this. This is going to be a funny, funny episode, guys. I can give you that much. Um, so go to the loo, do a pee so that you don't <laughs> piss yourself. <laughs> Um, right, so yeah, let's just dive right in because we've only got an hour yeah. and I've got about an hour of stories. <laughs> I know, Joe, we were talking about this. I think it was one of the first things we actually spoke about when we met was about call centres and all the wee bits and bobs and all the things that happen on it. And obviously, as soon as you said about the podcast, you're like, we need to do this, we need to talk about this. We do, we do, because it's it's incredibly fucked up. <laughs> That's right, we swear on this podcast, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it is. The conclusion that we really came to was that call centres, everybody's shagging everybody. It's so incestuous. It's the only way to describe it. Because everyone describes themselves as being like part of a family, we're all one, blah, blah, blah. And then these are all sleeping together. And it's like, oh, family Uh, doesn't do that. No, no. Um, And if any family members are doing that, then please call 999. Yes, please. Or child line, no, Um, no, though, it is, it's bad. Like, my first experience working in a call centre, I think, was round about 2012. Mm-hmm. And started and then I worked for Sky and it was just, it was it was great, actually. Like you said, you, you do, there's a big social aspect yeah. to call centres, which means drinks involved. Which I think may lead to all the liaisons. <laughs> <laughs> that is, I think that's actually exactly what happens. Everyone gets drunk together. Everyone's like, oh, let's go do this. Let's do this. Someone ends up off together and then Bob's your uncle, you've got call centre babies. Yeah. And it, you like spend so much time with these people. Um, it's why you get paid good money. It's just funny. It's just so funny. I think that my f- the first thing that was messed up that I... Kind of came across in the call centre that I was working in was I think it was like there was a guy who was maybe in his thirties and he had a pregnant partner at home and there was this young girl and I think she might have been about eighteen. Mm-hmm. The rumor had it that those two were sleeping together and she had fell pregnant. Then I remember actually like her being in. If you've never worked in a call centre before, guys, what you do is you do, like, weeks of training, and it's usually called grad bay or something like that, and then you move on to the floor, and you've got help, and that's just moving on to the floor, right, just so that you can keep up with this. So we were in grad bay, and this girl was sleeping with, like, the guy that operated the calls or whatever, and there was rumour that she'd fell pregnant or whatever, and... I remember having some kind of like argument with her. I don't even remember what it was about, but I think that someone had said that I had said something and I was standing at my locker in the locker room and I remember I was in my purse and I was getting some money out and she'd said something and I turned around to her and I was like that, like, listen, get a grip. Like, you're like shagging a guy that's got a bird way, like a wane inside uh-huh. in a home, like, if you think that I'm sitting about, like, giving a fuck what you're saying, like, by all means think that, but I'm certainly not, like, you're irrelevant to me. And I can't even remember what she said, and she was, like, made comment about, like, how she liked this person or whatever. 
and I just won 50p at her. I was like, there's fucking 50p. Go and tell somebody to And she's like, and I remember getting pulled into the office and nearly losing my job because of that. Oh my God. And you were like, Nicole, do you think you acted aggressively towards we'll call her C? And I was like, that, no. I said, she just is a silly wee girl that thinks that everybody's like so interested in her. I said, I, I don't even, I don't really have an opinion on her. I said, and she's sitting there saying, I'm saying whatever. I said, so I just won 50 pence and told her to go and tell somebody that cared. And they were like, okay. And I was like, listen, you know the situation. I said, she's obviously like here and she's causing issues for herself. Mm-hmm. And I think it was one of the boys in the team that I used to sit next to in grad bay that went and said, literally said to me about her and, we'll call him Jay, um, her and this guy Jay sleeping together and I was just like oh flip I wouldn't sleep with anybody in my work and then that was what she came to me and basically mm-hmm. said oh you're talking and I was like listen the whole call centre's talking about you like if it's no secret it's no like my concern that's why I flung the 50 pence or <laughs> it might have been a bit aggressive it might have been a bit but I just thought oh fuck off do you know what I mean like it's these way like 18 year olds and it's like and I was that 18 year old I, I have been there like you will sleep with someone who's older and you think that you've got all like, the power, all the responsibility, but like mm-hmm. you're not, you're being taken advantage of. Yeah. Uh-huh. And you think that you're like, you know, you're going to get to do this. You're going to like get all these privileges and you do, like you will. Um, But then something will happen and it'll totally fuck everything up and then you lose your job. So Yeah. Yeah. I don't think she lasted very long in the job. I don't think she made it out of Gradby. Don't remember really <laughs> seeing her after that, but um, aye, that was that. It was, there's some interesting things. There was some some weird things that happened to me as well. In Grad Bay, there was like, we were in a team of 20, there was two girls, me and my friend Karen, she was Asian, she was due to get married and whatever, and she didn't drink, so I went out with like, majority of my team that were mm. all guys, and I'd just seen them like my brothers, I really did, I had a pure good time with them, they were a good laugh, yeah, I, I just loved it, but there was one guy, and we were friends like we weren't put into the same team when we come onto the floor and I would see him like the odd time and chat away to him and things and then one day he was like I really want to have like a chat with you and I said right okay like w- what is this about and I think I'd went into work early because I had to go on the phones for an extra hour or something mm-hmm. like that right but I spent this extra hour I was supposed to be working talking to him and <laughs> he was telling me that he had I think it I don't know if it was his girlfriend or it was his fiance. Well he had a partner at home anyway and she had kids and he had raised them as his own. Mm-hmm. We always thought they were his, right? And he said that he liked somebody else. And I was like, I'm telling you right now, you better not have cheated on her because mm-hmm. he was punching above his weight as it was. Right? Yeah. Yeah, he was punching, <laughs> she was stunning. And um and I was like, You better not have cheated on her. Now I'd never met her or anything like that before. I'd only seen pictures of them. Um and when we, we I used to ask her him about her all the time mm-hmm. and the kids and whatever, right? And um and he was like, Yeah, like I really like this person and I promise I've not made a move and all that yet, but I've left her and the kids and they're not my kids and blah blah and I was like, Listen, he was like twenty four or something mm-hmm. like that. I was like, You are really young. It was an honourable thing, but if you're not feeling it, you're not feeling yeah. it. But please don't tell me because I'll no longer be your friend that you've cheated on her, mm-hmm. right? Because that's not a man thing to do. And then it was a few days later and he was staying around the corner from me. And there was a bit of an instant, like when I was coming home on the bus, I was a bit shook, right? Um, and we were texting and he was like I'm going to come round and I'm going to bring some beers round and I was like okay so we literally drunk a couple of beers Mm -hmm. and then he went back home and I was like as you do as a friend you're home yep I'm home and then he texts me saying you know that girl that I was talking about expecting him to be like oh no like they've met up they're going to meet up something like that right and I was like 
yeah, like what's happening with that? And he was like, it's you. Oh. And I was like, no. 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 <laughs> like, why? Why would you think that? Why would you think that you should leave your fiance for me and I don't have any interest <laughs> and nor have I shown you any interest? What are you doing? Like, what are you doing? Right? And um, honestly, it was just so awkward. And I thought there is obviously like an element of some like showing being friendly towards uh-huh. a guy and then completely taking it the wrong way yeah. and this just happened again and again and again in this call center yeah. as I said I've never like been with anybody that I've worked with I wouldn't go with anybody that I've worked with I think that's a pure awkward scenario um it is <laughs> yeah. so is that the, no, that one of the most fucked up things you've ever heard oh in your life? Oh my god, that's terrifying. Like, the fact that, like, someone would just do that and, like, just throw all their life away. I know. For you, for yeah. someone that they've, like, well, obviously they would for you, like, whatever. But yeah. that is, like, oh no, these men are, like, they're just, like, next level, I think, because, like, you see all these men, like, in daily life, like, whatever you're doing, and, like, all the interactions are so short, you don't have to deal with them. But in call centres, because, it, like, you're spending like eight hours a day around these people you're chatting like nonsense to them all day you're picking up wee things here and there about their lives and then men as soon as they think that a woman shows any sort of interest in them they're like they fancy me yeah they are in love with me and I'm going to do everything I can to do that but it's not like that it's really not it's like oh well it's a friend like you yeah. literally do the exact same like if there's more women who work in these places um because it is it's really there's a lot of men in there there's a lot of it's a, lot. a huge sausage fest. Yeah, it is a massive sausage fest. And then they're all like going around and they're like, oh, I'm going to sleep with this person. And rumours all start flying around. There was one guy actually. Um, and do you know what? He was he was just a bit, oh. Um, he did try it a couple of times. Um, God help him. He did try. Um, but I'd been on a date with someone. And either way he said to him, I was like, I'm not interested in this guy like I really don't care like I literally just want free food like take what I can um, and he was lovely he was a nice guy but like free food is free food to be fair the shittest thing about being single is having to buy your own food exactly so if this wee guy who was like an architect he was making good money I was like this is nothing to me so whatever go off um he was like asking me about it so how did the date go and blah blah and I was like oh it was all right like it is what it is um and he was like oh well if, if he's not up for it then what about me and I was like that's very brazen that's what? a very very brazen thing to say um because I think he was he was probably about maybe 10 years older than me as well he was not a looker he was not a looker at all but his sister was they have the best <laughs> like see the ones that see the guys that don't see when you're downgrade mm-hmm. they're the ones that treat you the fucking worst I know like, do you know what I had it in my head I was like I'm gonna go for someone that's like not as attractive and you know I'm not gonna get fucked over and they do they're just bad they're worse because you're like you're thinking that they're gonna be dead nice uh-huh. because everyone kept saying about this guy like, oh he's so nice like you know he flirts with everyone like it's just what he does and I'm like that needs to be stopped like he needs to stop doing that because he was getting so weird about it um and then he was asking about that I told him like outright no I'm not interested he'd offered me a lift up the road once and I was like oh uh-huh. it's pissing around do I take, take the lift I walk up and because I had pet rats at the time um he tried to use them as like an inn and um, he was like oh let me let me come in and see the rats and I was like oh I was like oh, the rats don't like people the rats like me the sorry bye okay. <laughs> <laughs> and he kept trying to come up all the time or he'd like try and find excuses if we're going out like drinking with other people he'd be like let's go to yours we can first get some more drink I don't think like, it was that those rats that he was looking no to it, was it was my rat, rat. <laughs> <laughs> sorry Henry oh I'm sorry for the people asking <laughs> this however we should have put a disclaimer in parental advisory as under is being explicit right so if you're listening like you should be over 12 <laughs> <laughs> I would say over 15 maybe, no 12 year old, if my brother listened to this I'd cry. Um, but yeah, I feel like, like you say, when someone's trying to get an in in your life, like one of the guys that were on my team, I got on really well with, and again I seen him like a mm-hmm. brother, and we would obviously go out drinking things like that together, I think I went up like to his flat a couple of times, and we had like lunch and I don't know, to me, it was oh, pure friendship. That's what you would do with a friend. And he, like, we were, I think it was, like, my birthday. I think I was, like, 21, um, came to that and things. And then 
he was really rude to me like the next day after that and said something to me and for the life of me I can't even remember what he said right but whatever it was he went and said he tried to say it in a joke but I just completely was like nah Mm -hmm. like nobody will speak to me like that and I never spoke to him again and he met my sister like he, he was like selling tv mobile broadband uh-huh. something and like a shopping center and he met my sister and he was like oh can you like tell oh. nicole i'm like what to speak to her or whatever and then he added my friends on facebook i'm pretty sure he emailed like he, he tried to like get in touch uh-huh. with me and i just never replied um you'll probably stick still hanging me got a chance like we- <laughs> If I could just send a picture. But we got on really well. He wasn't my type. I never seen him like that again. And I just found that a bit bizarre. I thought, how bizarre. How bizarre. <laughs> and it went on for a while. It went on uh-huh. like for months. It wasn't just like all in the one space of time. And then my friends were like, Oh, by the way, this guy like messaged me. And I was like, all oh, right. And they're like, he really wants to speak to you. And I'm like, well, I don't want to speak to him. Yeah. So, and I told them what he did, right? I would never just like... Cut someone off. Really cut someone off and them not knowing. I think that's a bit horrendous, right? But I did say to him then and then, like, you will never speak to me like that again. And you'll never get the chance to speak to me to speak to mm-hmm. like, me like that again. And that was that. So... Don't you've heard from him now? <laughs> so, oh, Jesus Christ, oh my God. And then there was like another, like moving on to another <laughs> weird story that happened in that call centre. How how long did I work there? I worked there for like about eight months or something Oh my like God. That. That's a long time for a call centre, isn't it? Like, I know, I think I'd stuck it out for, when did I start? 2019? No, 2018? And then moved uh summer last year so how was how long was that three years mm, that's a really long time you must have i was a gone. veteran <laughs> like an actual <laughs> veteran right this is the thing guys right because see when it comes to call centers like i think that i don't know if it's just because i'm not somebody that does well just doing dealing with monotony mm. right like I like to do different things all the time. I'm always switching up. Yeah. I'm also like standing my job. My job is very physical. So see any time that I've actually been in an office job where I've just been sat behind a desk, I've just got so nuts. It, like, and I think that one of my friends used to work in a call centre and I used to be like, how do you do that? Like, but I just think that she lived in she lived in her own world yeah and I used to be like how can you take the people on the phones and the way that they speak to you and the monotony and saying the same thing over and over again I used to phone a taxi and rhyme off the diamond debit <laughs> statement <Yeah. laughs> they'd go hello and I'd be like hi this is Nicole Pollen from Sky am I speaking to the account holder and then I'd be like oh my god sorry can I have a taxi <laughs> it just it's ingrained it's ingrained it's it's scary actually so because i still do it like see if i have to like in fact it's not so bad anymore now that i've not like i've not had to deal with people for like what eight months or whatever but before it was any time i was phoning up and i'm like hi it's emma from here blah 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 blah. and i'm like i am so sorry i am not phoning from that place i am doing this or like (laughs) if i was actually i actually had to phone the company i worked for and it took everything in me i was like waiting for it to go through and i was like don't say it don't say it don't (laughs) say it and it took so much not to it's the willpower the willpower just weird weird things like I think that's the reason for like all the drinking that you do mm-hmm. when you're in a call centre. You come out and you're just like, who's going to the pub? Who's uh-huh. going to the pub? I'm coming with you. Like, and then you just drink till the pub shut and then you go home. And it's it's like a, it's a fucking sorry existence. Like, do you know what, I think I was from? lucky enough that I managed to avoid a lot of the nights out. Mm-hmm. Um, because like the job that I was doing before, like this for me, like this is how bad it was. Like I look back now and I'm like, oh my god, a call center. Like call center jobs are not bad. It's just physically, mentally, everything draining. <laughs> but before, um, I was doing like door to door, um, and I'd done that again for like two years, three years. Um, so for me to go from like door to door outside from like half three to nine o'clock every night, freeze Mars off to in this cushy office where I don't have to move. I was like, I am not 
changing job ever again. (laughs) People can scream at me, people can do whatever they want. I do not care. I'm in an office. I am warm. Mm -hmm. And I think that's how I put up with it for so long. And then after, like, after you get to that point where you're like, right, okay, no, this is not good anymore. This is no more. Then you do a runner. You leave. I know. It's just, I mean, the, the, I think one of the wildest things that happened was I remember something being said about there was two boys that were best friends one of them went out with a girl in my team and the other guy that he was friends with I just thought was a pure creep of the week Mm -hmm. and rumour had it that he fancied me rumour had it that on the next night out that we were having that there was some kind of bet and it was like a pound or two that he could like take me home how bad is that, that? Is so bad like see when i was at the, the door door people literally had the same thing um my friend actually when <laughs> oh she was God. over at mine this is a <laughs> it's it's so common in all these places because they had it was just before i started luckily but they had like a shag board so they had like a big whiteboard that had everyone's name on it who'd all linked up with who um so wow. they had everything and i was like thank god and when i started i had a boyfriend like, it, it was like that it's like something out of a horror movie <laughs> all the red so. string and everything it's like they've linked with them they've linked with them we've got babies from this now like <laughs> <laughs> it is and then i thought because when i started i went in like when i, like, I was in a relationship so i was like i'm safe from all this I'm you're safe. not safe you're never you're safe. never safe <laughs> does not matter if you tell people you have boyfriends they don't care they do not care at all um and literally within a week they were all putting on bets with each other like who's gonna sleep with her first who's gonna sleep with her first yeah. um and then my pal was like well actually it was me oh my god <laughs> and they were all came and they were like that's not fair it should have been me <laughs> well uh, that was interesting and eye-opener I swear I've blocked a lot of things out that happened in these call centers it's actual trauma it's trauma (laughs) it definitely is there was when I left the call centre there was one of the girls in my team that I was really friendly with she was seeing a guy that was in the team and he moved teams and they didn't want well she didn't want anyone to know right Mm. I don't really know why but she didn't want anyone to know and to divert everything away from them, he told his team, his new team, that he was going out with me and had been going out with me for a month. Oh my right? God. So I found this out at the Christmas night out. So that year, I went to their Christmas night out, right? My team's Christmas night mm-hmm. out, even though I wasn't working there anymore because I got on with them so well. And it was the end of the night and he came over and he was like, I've got something to tell you. And I was like, oh no, like, what, what, like, what is it? <laughs> and he was like, yeah, so like, you know that you're like the hot girl in the office. And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, so he's like, you I need to be careful that I don't say anything. <laughs> so he said that Elle didn't want to know, anyone to know that she was seeing him and so M had told his team that he had been going out with me. I was like, what the fuck? Like, why would you think uh-huh. that that was okay? What if L thinks that that's true? Yeah. And thinks that I'm seeing you, which I'm absolutely not, and I don't have any interest in you other than being a friend, because I thought it was a cool guy. Yeah. So I spoke to one of the women in my team, and I was like, what the fuck? And she was acting floor manager at the time for my team, because the boss... I don't know what she was doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, or who she was doing. Um, so what happened was she told me that Alan, the manager, had, had spoke to her about this and that they, they knew that it wasn't true, mm-hmm. basically. And I was like, thank God like, that you've set them straight. Mm-hmm. I just couldn't believe the actual... I was flabbergasted. It's so imagine, imagine if that was the other way around mm-hmm. and a girl said they'd be going out with a guy for a month and lied to the team and were lying to people about it. You'd be in the jail. You'd oh, be in fucking section. That like, is your HR stuff. <laughs> like, do you know what? That's so weird because um, the guy I was saying actually before about um, the one that wanted to come up and see my rat. Um, <laughs> He'd done the same thing. Um, so I'd only been there a couple of months. Um, and he was going around and someone had told me, they were like, Oh, he's went around and he's been saying that you two slept together. And I was like, What? What? 
I was like, that boy has literally never stepped foot in my house. Mm-hmm. Like, not a chance. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, like, obviously, we all know that's not true. But, like, he's still going around saying that. Yeah. And I'm like, are you, please tell me that you're, like, calling him out on this. Like, you're telling him, like, this is not true. Why are you saying this? Like, and everyone just literally, like, believes his little, his little lie. And he would do this to all like, these people. There's a girl that, like, everyone was obsessed with. Like, um, she was absolutely gorgeous. Like, she had, like, a lot of fillers and stuff and that kind of thing. She wore, like, all the extensions, would dress all really nice and whatever. Um, and he was in love with her. Uh-huh. Um, but then he would just do this. He would just jump. And he'd basically jump from being in love with, like, what they would see would be, like, the, the hot girl of the office. Uh-huh. And he would just jump and then find whoever's, like, part of the new team and be like, that's a new one. I'm going to yeah. go for that one. Yeah. Um, until it got to the point where he thought I'd slept with one of his pals, uh, which did not happen. It's a very complicated story. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he decided not to speak to either of us. So he'd been pals with him for, like, years. And then just after that night, he was, like, not speaking to him. Can't spoke to him since. Wild. Absolutely wild. I don't, I don't actually know, like, how people do things like that. See, like, they just don't, I don't know, they just don't speak to someone. Like, what is that all about? Like, In an office as well. Like, it's not even as if it's something that you can avoid. Yeah, like, that's what I mean. That kind of scenario where they just, like, walk by. Um, I don't know whether I'm too, I don't really know what the word would be, but I would like to think that, I'm mature enough that if you have a disagreement yeah. or something with someone, you still don't need to walk by them and pretend that they don't exist, mm-hmm. that they're not in the corridor. Exactly. I don't know how people can do that. That is a superpower. It just makes it so uncomfortable for like everyone else that's around it as well because then yeah. they pick up on it, then they're asking about the gossip, and then the gossip starts going around and then it fucking ends up being Chinese whispers. Yeah. And then people up on the sixth floor have like all this knowledge <laughs> about you, and you're like, I don't know who you are. <laughs> that's that. That's that. So the guy that was there, so we had, we'll call one F, um, we'll call, oh I don't know, I <laughs> should use her actual initials, Cynthia, um, so we'll call one F, we'll call one L, um, so F, he was the one that decided to no longer speak to me, we're no longer friends, blah blah blah, him and we'll say L, um, they had been friends since like they both started, I think they started together for like yeah. maybe three years, um, and everyone always said there was like this weird like sexual tension between me and this this L boy. And I was like, we're just friends. Like we're just friends. It's family. You get it. It's the thing. And I had all these people and I'd say, this is my work mom. This is my work dad. And I would literally introduce them as this is my work dad. Okay. This is my work sister. This is my work aunt. I had a um, work husband. <laughs> was... See, everyone, you need to have your work husband, your work wife. You have all this. And it has become like of your family. Yeah. Um, so to me, he was like my work brother. And me and him, like we were just absolute pest to each other not even to each other just to everyone around us yeah. um like if we were in together like whatever we would just be like chatting nonsense we'd be like shouting and like getting told off for being too loud and laughing whatever so me and him like in my head we were like your besties I was like this is great I love this we get on really well blah 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 and then like out of the blue like totally randomly he like messaged me on a Saturday and was like oh I'm gonna go out drinking do I come mm-hmm. and I was like you haven't asked anyone else because like we had like a sort of group chat type thing, but his sister was like one of my friends. Mm-hmm. Um, so she was telling me, like I was asking, I was like, oh, has is, is he said anything about what to go out? And they were like, no. And I was like, why does he want to keep this all hush hush? I was like, I thought he would want them to come out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I said to them, I was like, because it was so last minute, I was like, well, are you going to come out? And they're not last minute people. They're not the kind of people that you can like help and be like, oh, we're going out right now. Do you want to do this? Um, I which, love people that you can help. I love that. Night. And you can just get them to come out and do whatever. And yeah. I think he known that I've like, I was up for that. So I was like, whatever. And I, But I think he also knew that they weren't up for that, uh-huh. which would then just mean, it'll just be me and him. Yeah. And I was like, I'm single. I don't really care. I was like, whatever happens, happens. If I get drunk, we sleep together. It happens. <laughs> um, but he's had like a girlfriend for a couple of months and like I was, I was a bit of a home wrecker, a little bit. Everyone's oh. been there. Not ideal, but I was not a home wrecker. I had not done anything, and I was like, my intentions are, are pure. I have not done anything. If he wants to do anything, that's that's his problem, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he ended up getting a couple of other people, and then the guy who was his friend, F, um, we ended up going up to mine, just three of us, and I was like, oh, this is a bit weird. I don't like this. <laughs> don't, don't worry, don't worry, no threesomes, no threesomes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and all I'd done the entire night was put country music on because what it's all that? I can do, all I can do. Um, and then, so F was just lying on the couch and then it was like maybe three, four in the morning or whatever, and he was starting to doze off and I was like, right, I'm going to bed, see you later. If you just want to sleep through here, do whatever and then um and then Elle was like well I'll just come through to your bed and I was like what 
what? Why are you want to come down to my bed? You have a bird. This is not good. Um, and he was like, oh, it's just a spoon, like friend's spoon. And I was like, oh, that's fine, friend's spoon. And looking back, I'm like, friends don't spoon. Well, I, I spoon some of my friends, but I would not spoon a male friend. I don't trust them. I don't trust their yeah, intentions. Not a male friend, no. Like a girl friend. Exactly. Like, I would absolutely spoon one of my girlfriends. Like, I, especially if they were like upset and all uh-huh. that, say, like, they were going to bed heartbroken. Yeah. I would absolutely be like, I don't give I a would, fuck about how yeah. you feel about this. I'm spooning you. We're going to be spoon, big yeah. spoon, wee spoon, we're all mm-hmm. sorted. I think at that point, because I was like younger as well, I literally just thought like no one had like any like impure thoughts. Everyone's just like, oh, it's fine. He just wants to spoon me as a friend. That's yeah. fine. And to be fair, that's literally all he did. I was, well, that's all I remember. I was very drunk. Um, But like the next day, didn't talk about it. We just pretended nothing happened. His friend had already patched him. He'd already ran out the room. Um, and then we were like, oh, that's weird. Like, he's just left. And then it was from that point, I went to go sit in his desk, like, the next day. And we just, like, chat shit to him. And he uh-huh. would not look at me. He wouldn't speak to me. He wouldn't do anything. And I was like, what is going on? Uh-huh. Um, and then we realised he could have blocked his own, like, all social medias and everything like that. And we're like, we have not done anything. What has right. happened? And honestly, the fallout from because it got back to his sister, then she fell out with me because she thought I'd slept with him when he had a girlfriend. I was like, I've not slept with your brother. I've not done this. I've not done that. Uh-huh. Um, and literally everyone was just like, oh, oh, what's happening here? And trying to get in and all the drama. And it was just a nightmare. And then he'd done it again. <laughs> oh. Again! And then I was like, right, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this anymore. Like, no more um and then it was on christmas we're like coming back from a night out um and we're just getting like a taxi and i think it was just me and him in the taxi and i was like i'm gonna get out here here's my flat and he was like trying to come back up to mine um and was like oh but i love you and i was like oh no oh god oh no i was like if i was with someone and they said that i would be so fuming i'd be so heartbroken why i mean there's that famous saying of um, if you love two people, mm-hmm. then you should choose the second because you didn't love the first one that much. Uh-huh. It's... Because you fell for the second. So Well, it's I think that was a weird thing because he was like, I think you could tell, I think, that he maybe had an interest in me. Like, well, I, mean, I didn't. I literally just thought of him as being like a pal. Everyone else like had seen that there was maybe some sort of like romantic aspect even my work dad was like oh even my work, even my work dad that. he was like what is going on with you two it's gonna happen I was like it's not gonna happen we're just friends let it be what is what is will be um and then yeah he'd like basically messaged me after that as well just to, like be like oh I love you and you know it's not just his friends and blah 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 and at that point I was like I I can't speak to this boy anymore I need to call this off this is not us and we've not like spoken since then I did actually see him at a gig a couple of months ago and just pretended he did not exist oh I was really awkward because he was there with his girlfriend as well and the I was same the same girlfriend oh, so I was like don't say anything he was literally right behind me I'd seen like his tattoo and I was like literally no one else has that and I was how, like how do these girlfriends <laughs> not know like how did they not know anything like how did they no know that their boyfriends like a pure salad. Do you want like, Snapchat? All these boys, any boy that ever says I use Snapchat, do not speak to them. No. Do not because they're using Snapchat to hide their messages. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the fear. I mean, Snapchat annoys me anyway because mm. I don't actually remember what I've messaged somebody when they messaged me back. <laughs> I'm like, sorry, what did I even say? Because the message disappears. So I don't really use Snapchat for anything other than like my nieces and nephews. I'll about the filters but they uh-huh. think it's fun but that's it I really know it's one of those things like see when it first came out and everything it was all exciting whatever just fine for a couple of years you can save all your photos and whatever but anyone that I hear who's like my age or like your age or anything yeah. like that's I don't I don't it's trust it yeah I would not trust it why are you sending things that you don't want people to see mm-hmm. what are you hiding mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so speaking of like cheating um so from the call centre, there was a girl that um, used to be in the call centre with me, used to be in the team. She went out with a boy uh, that I was referring to earlier on, actually. Um, and fast forward a couple of years later, she was in a club with my ex and those two ended up kissing, exchanging numbers, mm-hmm. obviously like cheating on me. And I watched it on Snapchat. 
Oh my god. Yeah. So she had added me like a few days before on Snapchat. As I said, I'm not really interested uh -huh. in Snapchat. It's something that I go on and off of. And at the time, it was obviously more popular. It was like a Sunday night and he had like went home, my ex-boyfriend, and I just opened up Snapchat and was just watching people's stories. <laughs> and I'm watching this video of like somebody kissing, but it was from a distance. And then the next picture was like her, my ex-boyfriend and her friend. And I was oh like, my God. what the fuck? And I phoned her and I was like, what happened? And she said that they'd kissed and exchanged numbers, but like nothing else happened after that. And I said, I sent him the screenshot of the picture and I was like, right, okay. Like, Receipts. You can, <laughs> you can get yourself to fuck. It was a huge shock. We had a really, really good relationship. Never in a month of Sundays did anybody. I remember like telling my auntie mm. that we weren't together and she nearly fell off the, the oh my chair God. I was doing her hair. And she was like, what? And my friend was like, if he could cheat on you, nobody has any hope in the world. Like nobody's got a hope in hell. Beyonce no. had just brought uh, it she had like just been cheated on and she was like, I cannot believe that. That was I've it. See, as soon as Beyonce was cheated on, that was There's it. There's no hope in the fucking world. No. But they're all like Jay-Z these big gammy legs. Like, um, and then, yeah, so after that, I remember just like, I was so angry and hurt, obviously. And I thought, no, you might not have met us in person like together, mm -hmm. um, but you know what it looks like you've you know my Instagram yeah. you've liked pictures of us together and all that and there's an element of me that thinks that it was actually true uh -huh. um that she knew who I was because he said oh no I sat and I told her like um like I've got a girlfriend and this is her name and mm -hmm. I don't know the minute that you ask somebody and somebody says say they said Emma and we'll say you're from Greenock right? uh -huh. like you, especially go, oh, when you're drunk as well, Greenock. you're like, you're less than yeah. every single person you've ever met. Yeah, and you're like, oh, I know an Emma from Greenock and things like that. But yeah, so that happened. I've, I think I seen her one time Um, after that, just in town or something, but we've not spoken anything. And, and I was actually speaking to someone from the call centre the other day and they were like, I never fucking trusted her. <laughs> I never trusted her. And do you know, I think that people always get, like, I think that I get wrongly mistaken uh -huh. because I'm a really confident person and I'm dead friendly. And when I go out and things like that, like, I'll dance with anybody mm -hmm. that wants to dance to that song. It doesn't mean a thing to me. Right? Yeah. Like, I'm a dancer. I like to dance. And I think that people that are a bit louder and a bit more confident get mistook for somebody that would actually cheat or be uh -huh. a hussy or whatever but actually you find that it's the quiet ones that you've got to watch out for. I 100% agree because those are the ones that are sneaky yeah like if I like I'm so loud I'm exactly the same as you like I'm so loud and annoying that like <laughs> I cannot keep a secret for mm -hmm. like to save myself if I slept with someone that I was not meant to mm -hmm. in fact I did I did mm -hmm. I slept with my manager once and then literally <laughs> the next morning I'm sending everyone snapchats like look who's dead I'm in <laughs> <laughs> so yeah you don't trust don't trust the quiet ones they're no. the ones that are being sneaky they're sleeping around that are fucking getting everyone under everyone's skin yeah always always the case but yeah so I think I definitely I worked in one other call center after that for Sky at some point before I became a hairdresser. I actually don't think there's much chronicles that went on in there. I had a really good gay best friend, Chris, and we just had the best time. Mm -hmm. like, much healthier healing. environment. Yeah. Um, there was people that I really got on with in that call center. And again, you become friendly, mm -hmm. go out for drinks and things like that. But that's about it. It's nice though, like, I don't, like, do you still speak to any people that you're friends with in call centres? Well, you, yeah, you said that you had the, the one that was on uh, recording the episode as well. Yeah, yeah, Veronica. Uh -huh. She was on, and we've, Veronica's got bipolar, so um, I, that episode should already be out by the time this one goes up. We don't, we don't speak all the time, mm. still follow um, people on Facebook and Instagram, mm. whatever it is, and they'll give the odd comment and I will, but uh -huh. like that, like... I think that sometimes that you meet people who 
you've got a lot of time for mm-hmm. and they're kind of like friends for life and yeah me and ronnie were like laughing the other day and she's like okay i'll see you again in the next six years <laughs> but it's like when you've got good people you know someone's good people and you've got time for them mm-hmm. then you will you'll go exactly. out and you'll do something and i'm so so glad that she came at ronnie's probably one of the most interesting people i've ever met in mm-hmm. life so i just and i love that about people and i hope that I am that to other people. Uh-huh. I've never thought about that actually. Oh my god, that would actually, that would actually break my heart. See if I was like that for someone, because like I think the people that I've like became friends with, like obviously there's so many of them that do just like stick, or there's so many that just drop off as soon, especially as soon as I left. Yeah. I think that's kind of like when you know as well, uh-huh. um, because one of them like she still works there. Um, we've got a group chat. Me, her, and my friend Katie lives down here now um, and we literally speak on it like probably every other day see what each other are up to see how work is and whatever and in Katie as well um she ended up half being the reason I kind of moved down here as well she helped me get a job um mm-hmm. getting away from call centers thank god um <laughs> okay. to another call what center environment sense. but she's a keeper she is a keeper um but me and her like we still speak multiple times a day like we're literally like got to read group chats and everything all together we're all like on like texting constantly sending each other wordles every day like you have people like that that you'll meet in a call center that like like you will not leave them like you cannot get rid of them so it's been like four years and we're still like y and y in as the msn days would say but (laughs) but yeah as it's it's I think that if you've not worked in a call centre and you're young, go and work in a call centre. It's good money. It's good money. You'll meet good people, you will. I mean, they're fucked up people, but we're all fucked up, right? Lots of life experience. <laughs> you'll get life experience and you'll have some mad stories to maybe sit and talk about in a podcast. <laughs> as, as I said, I'm pretty sure that I've blocked out mm-hmm. um, a lot just through personal trauma. You have just like brought up so much. This <laughs> feels like a therapy session. <laughs> But yeah, I'm pretty sure I've blocked some things out. There's definitely more shit that went down in that call centre, that's for sure. Um, but those are the ones that spring to mind and probably the most. I'm probably going to need electric shocks. <laughs> I know. <laughs> probably the safe to reveal one. I'm sure we have a lot of ones that we'd probably get sued for yeah. if we ended up yeah. bringing them up. I had some of the best times mm-hmm. in my life, I think, in like in my call centre where I worked like with my team I thought it was good yeah at that time as well I had been I'd come out of a relationship the year before it was a long-term relationship and I wasn't really going out that much and things mm-hmm. like at that time so that really took me out it made me mix with a lot of yeah. people and wouldn't necessarily mix with you end up it's so funny because you literally end up becoming like best pals with someone who's like 30 years older than yeah. you yeah. and everyone looks at you together like why are you two friends <laughs> and it's like we just are you uh-huh. love it uh-huh. why does there need to be an age gap like we're not shagging one another i know it's family <laughs> but it's funny that you say that because it is it's such a family and like you were saying you create like a mom and a dad and cousins and a husband and a wife and uh-huh. it's, so <laughs> it's like a whole fun. second life I actually went like to the big brother editions with my um call center husband uh-huh. work husband and we had a blast and oh I'm my like God. see if it wasn't for him his, his name is Craig as well if it wasn't for Craig asking me alone I would never have went and mm-hmm. that was absolutely brilliant maybe I should do a short podcast about going to the Big Brother editions. I think you should. Because that sounds amazing. That sounds so It was a lot of fun. And the people that I met on Big Brother, I got through to the final stages. Uh-huh. And then I didn't get chose for the cut. So it was, it's very interesting. Um, It's funny. Of course, it's funny. And yeah, a good, good life opportunity and experience that you, I don't know. Mm. I know people go every single year to those editions, but I went once and I really, really enjoyed myself. Uh-huh. And the fact that, like, especially the first thing you go on it and, like, you're almost through to the finals yeah, as well. I think I had, back then, I had fuck all to offer it. <laughs> I had, like, a sense of humour and that was it. I was really, really young. I was, like, 21. I think that that's definitely something that I should maybe talk about. Even if it's just a wee, a wee 10 minutes of, like, uh-huh. telling you telling you about it you I'll put a wee poll on this and you can let me know whether you want me to do a big brother edition like the big brother chronicles <laughs> what it's like behind the scenes what you need to do 
I know it's not on the TV anymore, but it was lots of fun. It's so entertaining. I love anything that like tells you about stuff behind the scenes. Yeah. I'd um, seen like a Reddit thread from someone who was on that. Um, oh, what's that thing that's on Netflix now that everyone's watching? Um, love at first sight. Love is blind. Love is blind. That's it. Yeah. Um, and like people from the crew giving like their own things about what's happening and everything that's happened with Shane and everything. And I eat it up. Like I can sit and read and see what's <laughs> happening and what they're saying about it all. I actually watched the first season of that and I found it really interesting. I loved what what's the woman's name that was like she was walking away. Was it Diamond or something like that? Her name was, and she was like that. Uh, <laughs> she actually quoted Beyonce. And she was like, eh, you'll watch me, like, my ass walk away for you or something like that. It was something, it was lyrics out of, like, this song, Sorry Not Sorry. I feel like I need to get the lyrics up here because it's pissing me off. But it was so funny. And he was like that, like, your hair's whack, like, your weave's whack. And she, it, her weave was whack, like, and she knew that, like, she got her weave fixed. But it was so funny. And I just thought that's such how bizarre. Do you remember that woman that was like pure in love with the guy? What was his? Was name it the first again? season? Or was it the first? Because I didn't watch the first season. Lauren, I only watched I think her name the was. second one. And she was pure messy, man. Like she was pure messy. He get married to like a girl. I'm sure she was called Amber. He had a really unusual name. It was like uh, the name Bronson's popping into my mm-hmm. head, but it's not that. Um, I think his actual name was Matt and they would call him like say Bronson uh-huh. that was his surname but she was so into this guy and he chose someone else and it was just sad to watch man really? like, they, he'd even got married and it was like at the reunion and she was pure sitting scut pure away up and trying to be sexy but she was a pure sloppy drunk oh was, no oh, <laughs> so sad to watch her just like no i need to rewatch it because like everyone kept going on about how good it is and whatever and then when the new one came out i was like right i'll try mm-hmm. watch a couple of the episodes and I, I just can't get into it but i think it's all about the reunions and everything so i need yeah. to the first episodes of things like that i think are the best because mm-hmm. people don't they go in with the expectation they don't know if this is going to work not the relationship yeah. but the program mm-hmm. And then it's like Love Island and all that now. Folk don't go on it for love. They're going on it for like pretty little videos and to be a boohoo ambassador and boohoo man and things like that. And it's like, if you knew, if you knew none of that existed, you would go in and you would just be real and you Mm -hmm. would just be you. Think of like Big Brother back in the early days and all that. Oh my God. It was so good. It was, it was crazy. The things that went on but it made for amazing tv now people are too mm. aware they're too worried about how they come across and all that like yeah. uh, personally like i think i couldn't give a fuck mm-hmm. like what anybody thinks like obviously <laughs> you have to be like responsible about like the things that you do or like be at least be held accountable for it like especially like, back in like the early like 2000s it was messy like there's so much like racism and all that kind of stuff that yeah. was like intertwined towards like jokes and stuff but like oh I don't mean anything yeah like none that. of that like all this stupid light-hearted stuff like see when um what was her name was it Nikki Graham. um Nikki Graham she was iconic she was like who is she who is Where she find her she was the pinnacle of early 2000s tv honestly god rest her soul she's the most amazing woman to have uh-huh. ever lived she was the reason that big brother was so successful yes um I remember watching that episode with my friend Leslie and Lorraine like five times and we were just we, we were just nailing the impression uh-huh. like just oh I loved her I thought really 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 sad I can't believe she's gone man it's like it's really really sad and again that's another thing Covid's got to answer to mm-hmm. and it like people were just sat in houses with their own thoughts and for some of them it just wasn't I think she did have a lot of like access to help and stuff as well, but mm-hmm. with things like anorexia, it does have like such a a low life expectancy. I think mm-hmm. it's in its thirties, so it must be terribly. That's actually something I would really like to cover because, and I know we're we're like totally jumping subject here. Guys, <laughs> I know <laughs> but, um, it's something that I would like to cover because I thought that I never had an issue growing up with mm-hmm. food in my life, but then it was a while. A few weeks ago, I heard that Kate Moss had since kind of wanted to retract her statement about saying nothing tastes as good as skinny feels. Mm-hmm. And I actually remember being about 18 and 
I went through like a phase where I just was not eating mm-hmm. at all. Henrik, <laughs> sorry, I've like Henrik's just jumping in people's bags. Um, yeah, so I went through a phase when I was like 18 and I just wasn't eating at all. And I remember being, I was obsessed with Mary Kate and Ashley. Mm-hmm. Like oh, up. God. And I used to have a picture of Mary Kate as my screensaver on my laptop. And she, it was in the papers and all that, because mm-hmm. I think that was when the kind of dawn she'd had anorexia. And I remember having this picture on my screensaver and I wrote, nothing tastes as good as skinny feels. Oh, God. How bad is that? That's so sad. It's really it? depressing. And um, it's like, it's so common as well. Like, I know so many people that look, that had the same sort of mm-hmm. thing and, and it's especially I don't know like what your mum was like or whatever um but I think a lot of it does come from like I do think it was such like a motherly diet type thing like mm-hmm. my mum was always the kind of person that would like skip meals throughout the day whatever so like when you start picking up on that and then with everything that's in the media I'll be like oh stop dinner yeah. get skinny like that kind of thing no, then it's but, just you know we've always been a family that have been able to eat what they want and maintain and my friend was saying to me the other day I was in college with her nine years ago and she said to me like god your body like what I would give and Mm. she's like and I said I didn't work out back in college I didn't start working out until a couple of years ago like consistently and she was like what you woke up like that you actually looked like that she was like I actually hate you and I said but my mum and my dad were both thin Mm. we could eat what we wanted so I don't really think it was really anything to do with my mum I think it was what was in the media yeah. for me and I remember as well thinking that magazines I'd never really looked at anybody else thinking that, that I want to look like that that's mm-hmm. what I want to be so it just shows that these things do have an impact on me in some way shape or form and I think when you're in a bad place in your life which I think I was at the time that you're maybe easier easier influenced than yeah. you think you are very so, susceptible yeah let's um I think that that would be a really interesting subject, actually, especially nowadays. And you've got that whole Instagram look mm-hmm. where people want to be perfect. And part of being seen as perfect, quote unquote, as being thin. Yeah. Like, it changes all the time. Obviously, there was a point of time for, like, maybe a year or two that got a wee bit curvy. People were liking that. But now they're they're going back to the, the skinny aesthetic, I think. Yes, I agree. Because... As I said in the first guest episode, I was actually booked in for a breast augmentation this year, on the mm-hmm. 30th of January, and I cancelled it. And part of the reason that I cancelled it is because I feel as if small boobs are being celebrated uh-huh. at the moment. I could not and imagine you with like big boobs at all. No, I, I wasn't don't think big boobs even like... anything like above what you've got. I think they're like perfect. Not that I've been like looking, but <laughs> I see they look good. I see you. Oh my god, do you want my number? <laughs> Oh Steal you off your man. <laughs> um, I don't have a man. Oh, yeah, you do. <laughs> um, anything that you want to add before we finish up, Emma? I think that we've covered everything call centre related. Um, yeah. All I would say is um, everyone's your family. Don't shag them. Um, <laughs> please don't shag them and watch out for your managers because they will also try and shag you. Yes, yes. Okay, so um, thank you so much for listening again this week. Tune in at the same time next week to listen to the next episodes. Don't forget to leave a little review. It helps push us up the ranks and gets our stories out to a wider audience. Um, and yeah, don't forget to subscribe and we'll see you next week. Bye! Bye.